0: right for another episode of boxing news today let's start off with uh, our friends across the pond liam smith and chris eubank jr who are uh, going to go toe to toe quite soon and at their weigh-in a bit of controversy has erupted uh, as reported by boxingscene.com liam smith could face action from the british boxing Board of control after he goaded chris eubank jr at their press conference by inferring that eubank was gay sky sports presenter anna woodhouse will apologized for the homophobic remarks after an exchange between the pair about sending each other direct messages turned ugly with smith saying eubank was never seen with women and asking do you want to tell us something the bbboc looks set to take action that could lead to a charge of misconduct against Smith, although Eubank could be sanctioned too for his part. A statement was issued saying the British Boxing Board of Control are aware of the comments made by Liam Smith and Chris Eubank Jr. at the press conference, and the stewards of the board will be considering the conduct of both boxers directly. It is normally the way in boxing that people go low when there are tickets of pay-per-views to shift, but the moment was an embarrassment to Sky Sports and promoter Ben Shalom. Shalom said, tensions were high and the fighters have apologized. Liam has apologized. Well, that escalated quickly, said a Eubank on Twitter. The two have been needling each other since the fight, which takes place in Manchester, was announced. Smith has insisted that Eubank has not gotten under his skin, but when Eubank accused him of sending direct messages to Eubank's social media account, saying he was more used to getting DMs from women, uh, Smith bit, saying that nobody ever saw Eubank with women. Because you're 33, Smith said, Do you wanna tell us something? Because nobody in this room has ever seen you with a woman. Listen, my private life is my private life, Eubank replied. That's irrelevant to me, boxing, but I'm happy I'm comfortable. Hmm. Sorry, that's irrelevant to the boxing, but I'm happy, I'm comfortable. After Smith again asked, do you have something you wanna tell us? Eubank replied, it's a very personal question to ask me directly you can slide in my dms or you can do it right now i think i used to think tony Bellew uh, was the biggest arsehole to come out of liverpool but this stage liam has definitely taken the number one slot it's impressive despite broadcaster andy scott's attempt to steer the conference another way the pair returned to the subject as eubank accused smith of cheating on his wife if you want to get dark and personal with it talking about being gay and do i like girls I've been told by multiple sources that you cheat on your wife on occasion, Eubank said. I'd rather be gay than a cheat. Smith later admitted they had crossed the line, while Eubank said he had embarrassed himself. Smith told the press association, It's crossed the line, and for people looking at it, it's wrong. We shouldn't act like that. It's fight week. We're both starving and making weight, and if anyone took it personally, I apologize. I was always going to get a little bit uh, heated like that. Uh, at the end of the day, it's just words just like taking, we take it with a pinch of salt. Eubank said, this is boxing. It's entertainment business. This is a fight game, and this is real. People react to fighting a man in different ways. He embarrassed himself up there, but that's okay. We're going to fight it out and settle our differences in a couple of days' time. So there you go. News out of uh, Manchester where Eubank Jr. and Smith are going to go toe-to-toe. Speaking uh, of that particular fight, on the undercard, we're going to see uh, former uh, heavyweight champ Parker, uh, Joseph Parker, fight. His quotes were interesting, too. He said, I want to fight Dillian White again. It was a great, tough first fight. He got the win. Awesome for him. And I'd like to avenge that loss. And this writer says, uh, let's have a quick look here. So I just want to make sure I got the, the name right here. James Slater. James Slater said, uh, we fans would welcome a white Parker too, simply because the 2018 fight was so exciting. And some feel Parker was a little hard done by in that fight. This in terms of scoring and with Parker being judged to have been knocked down one time when he could have in fact been hit by White's head. White's second knockdown of the fight being legit. But Parker has other fights in mind. In case a white cannot, my goodness, in case a white return cannot be made get past massey there's michael hunter calling me out if no one wants to fight joyce i'll fight him again but i have to take care of business first and of course the business he's talking about is jack massey uh jack massey uh who is 20 and one by the way and parker had this to say about massey if i lose to massey i'll be out of the picture uh, and yeah, and you know is going to be a good fight. Parker's 30 and three, by the way, he's coming off that hard stoppage loss to Joe Joyce. And he says, although the world title fight would be obviously the dream fight, he's open to fighting Joyce again. So, so the 31 year old says he's really, uh, he'd really like to fight dealing white. Um, as I said, uh, white took that, uh, uh, first fight only fight, uh, on a victory, uh, by points. So there you go, a little bit of news out of Manchester regarding the taunts by uh, Eubank Jr. and uh, Liam Smith, as well as uh, a few comments from Joseph Parker, uh, who is a tough guy, but uh, has lost a couple of key key fights, and it'll be interesting to see if he can uh, rebound against his opponent. Anyway, speaking of opponents, we see that uh, Eddie Hearn has some comments to make about some upcoming fights. As reported by BoxingNews24.com, uh, their reporter Jack Tiernan said that uh, Eddie Hearn states that if Naya Monster Anoi dethrones WBCWBO Super Bantamweight champion Stephen Fulton, he'll agree to make a fight between the Japanese star and IBF WBA champ Mirajan Akhmadyev for the undisputed 122-pound championship later this year. And that shows a lot of class by Hearn, not to be an obstacle to making an important fight for this super bantamweight division and boxing, especially given that his fighter, Akhmandiyev, who's 11-0, eight knockouts, will likely be a colossal underdog against the 29-year-old former three-division world champion, Monster Inui, who's 24-0. Inui wants to be undisputed at 122, said Eddie Hearn, when asked if he'll allow Noyei anyway, Anyway to face IBF and WBA Super bantamweight champ uh, Akhmandilov for the undisputed championship at one twenty two if the Japanese star defeats uh, Stephen Fulton. Um, long story, we we don't want to go to we don't need to go all the way down through it, but uh, those are the key points made by uh, Eddie Hearn uh, with respect to a potential fight if uh, Inouye wins. And he had this to say about Dimitri Bivel, as reported by Sean Jones, also in Boxing News 24. Matchroom box Eddie Hearn says he'd be interested in looking at making a fight between Jaime Munguia and Dimitri Bivel this year. Golden Boy Promotions President Eric Gomez told ESPN's Salvador Rodriguez this week that he wants to match his popular unbeaten middleweight contender, Munguia, who's 41-0, by the way, 33 knockouts, against WBA light heavyweight champ Dimitri Bivol, also undefeated, uh, 21-0, 11 knockouts. Hearn admits that it's strange the way that Mungia's promoters are matching him because he thinks he'd be better off fighting Canelo Alvarez or Triple G, uh, Gennady Golovkin, as those would be competitive fights. But against Bivol, Hearn says Mungia won't win a round because he's overmatched. Golden Boy likely has any luck getting Canelo or Golovkin to agree to fight Mungia willingly. Golovkin now is 40, and there's a good chance he would lose to Mungia. Mungia said he wants to fight Golovkin, Jermel, Charlo, Bivol, and Canelo in 2023. All of those would be excellent fights, without a doubt. Uh, we'll have to see if Golden Boy can make any of those uh, happen. Gomez says that Mungia could go up to 175 or fight at catch weight against biffle Mungia is a huge uh draw for middleweight and some would say that that's a natural 168 pounder but with Mungia's frame he could easily fight at 175 and look like a genuine light heavyweight yeah i'd be happy to look at that fight said uh, eddie Hearn. um with respect to Mungia and dimitri biffle Mungia it's just strange what they're doing with him. I like him. I think he's exciting for me. Munguia against Canelo, Munguia against Golovkin, but Munguia against Bivol, he wouldn't have a shot at winning a round against Dmitry Bivol, said Eddie Hearn. If you've not shown any previous intentions of being in any dangerous fights, why would you choose Dimitri Bivol? Listen, why not, said Hearn. So anyway, so Mungu would be an excellent choice for Bivol to fight in April as a warm-up to get him ready to battle Carnello in uh, September. It's fair to say a lot of U.S. boxing fans would be excited at seeing Bivol versus Munguia in the first quarter of this year. But it's questionable how much effort Hearn will make in setting up a fight between Bivol and Munguia this year. Hearn wants to set up a fight between Bivol and his matchroom fighter, Joshua Buatzi, in April, followed by Canelo in September. Right then, moving along, speaking of Dmitry Bivol, he says his biggest ambition in boxing is to collect more titles, but he realizes some opportunities are easier to be had than others. The WBA light heavyweight champ from Russia has made it clear his top priority is to become an undisputed 175-pound champion. More recently, he has expressed interest in competing 168, specifically for a rematch with that division's undisputed champion, Canelo Alvarez. Bivol defeated Alvarez by unanimous decision last May in Las Vegas in a defense of his WBA 175 pound title. The two are most likely headed for a rematch in the second half of 2023. Eddie Hearn, the promoter of both fighters, by the way, recently suggested that a rematch at 168 for Alvarez, uh, for Alvarez's undisputed distinction is in play. Bivel said, first of all, I want to get more belts. I want more belts. It doesn't matter who, I just want belts. Light heavyweight or super middleweight, whichever is easier to make the fight, I prefer that fight. Either option, however, will present their own specific set of challenges for Bivel. Alvarez's preference, according to Hearn, is for their rematch to be staged at 175. Meaning, if Alvarez, the cash cow of boxing, gets what he wants, Bivel would have to make do with another defense of his WBA belt. A fight to gain any of the remaining three titles at 175 f- figures to be an even trickier endeavor for Bivol because of corporate politics. Bivol's promoter Eddie Hearn of Matchroom rarely does any business with Top Rank, the company that backs WBO, WBC, and IBF Russian light heavyweight champ Artur Beterbiev. Indeed, Hearn and Top Rank head have feuded through the years uh, in the media. Last summer. Upon Better Be Have's knockout of Joe Smith Jr. to collect his third 175-pound belt, Aram told uh, media he would not countenance a scenario in which he would let Better Be have fight on a match promoted promote a card because in that scenario, the event would then have to be streamed by Hearn's partner, DAZN, the over-the-top subscription streaming service that Aram has long ridiculed for middling viewership. Aram's top rank, has a partnership with ESPN and loaning Better B.F. out to a competitor would not be in their corporate interests. Just so you know, uh, Better B.F. is set to defend his belts against London's Anthony Yard later this month. And even if Yard, a big underdog, ends up winning, the business politics for bevel would not likely change. Yard's backed by Frank Warren's Queensbury, another adversary of Hearn, and who, moreover, has close promotional ties with top rank. So in the meantime, Bivol, who is uh, boxing scene's uh, 2022 fighter of the year, is enjoying the considerable clout he earned with his upset victory over Alvarez. Bivol followed that achievement up with a dominant points win over contender Gilberto Ramirez in October. Ah, a bit of exciting news there and uh, Bit of insight into the industry and how the industry works. It's personality driven, without a doubt. Let's uh, zip down to Kissimmee, uh, Florida, just outside of Orlando, where we're going to see uh, one of our favorites here on Talk and Fight, young lady by the name of Jasmine Artiga. Uh, she's uh, in a main event clash against Ashley Sicante. Okay, if, uh, these guys. Oh. Couple of a uh, couple of good matchups on the undercard: Christina Cruz going to toe against Amy Salinas, Kyria uh, Tapia versus Clarice, Clarice Morales, Aaron Janus uh, Ingram versus Bryant Costello, Robert Burwell versus Patrick Pierre, Alex Chisholm versus Elliot Hicks, Danny Suarez and Jonathan Lacona going to toe, uh, Corey Marksman, Adrian Orban, Joshua Lebron versus uh, Gino Tante, Joxon Blanco, going against Luca Burgess, uh, Glenn Zurn versus Luis Dominguez hernandez Cambera. So it's interesting to see, you've got uh, uh, three female bouts, headlining a card down in Florida. It's called War Zone. It's taking place uh, tonight, that's January 20th, at the Kissimmee Civic Center. I believe it's sold out. And the promoter is undisputed promotions and it'll be shown on fight plus network let's move along to the final story of the day courtesy of dan ambrose over boxingnews 24.com had a few comments to make with respect to a recent fight uh, between gervonta tank davis and hector luis garcia and he says they reportedly brought in a respectable two hundred thousand two hundred fifteen thousand pay-per-view buys for their january 7th tilt that was shown on showtime Uh, remember that one took place at the capital one arena in washington Uh, but according to um, other people uh, including dan Raphael, he reports uh the figures are consistent with three of tanks previous fights on showtime and the numbers are higher than the 61,000 pay-per-view buys reported by Rick Glazer, who's often appeared on Talk and Fight uh, in his um, uh, Facebook page uh, earlier this week with respect to that particular fight. So Glazer's saying the numbers are very low compared to what is being reported uh, by the professionals in the media. Uh, quick read through here. Unfortunately, the numbers that Tank Hector brought in are considered good for this era of pay per view, given how piracy has taken a massive bite out of this method of bringing in revenue. In the past, a successful pay per view event would pull in over 1 million buys, but not anymore. Tank Davis, as you remember, ninth round knockout of Hector Luis Garcia, generating more than 200,000 buys, it says. Um, on his Substack site. That's Dan Raphael speaking here on a Substack site. Uh, The final tally likely will not exceed 215,000 buys. Uh, When Tank Davis fights Ryan Garcia in April on Showtime, that event could bring in over 1 million buys, however. But piracy will be a huge problem for that event as well. And given the interest in that fight, it'll still do the numbers we like to see. during the heyday when Floyd Mayweather took on Manny Pacquiao. Uh, Let's have a quick read here. Hector Luis Garcia said, I wanted to continue. I kept telling myself, should I or shouldn't shouldn't I? But I wanted to. Uh, I was halfway done with the fight, so that's why I wanted to continue. My corner made the decision to stop it, but even after they stopped it, my vision was very blurry. I couldn't see. It's normal for me. I have too many years. I know how to deal with criticism. It doesn't affect me uh when asked whether he was bothered by many boxing fans that said he quit against tank tank is a good fighter he said he didn't knock me out he has a record because his opponents fear him they built his career by their fear and talking about his power although i took his power punches i wanted to continue he didn't push me back or buckle me i felt like i'd still take all his punches as the rounds kept me going i was getting more confident if the fight had continued i felt like i could have finished him said garcia So we look forward to a rematch. In fact, if that happens and that my friends concludes another episode of talk and fight boxing news today. Uh, Remember to uh, join me at 4 PM Eastern time uh, for knuckle up with Mike Warren, Cedric Ben, and then 7 PM with Tim Witherspoon and friends for the Friday night panel. Thank you very much for joining me and we'll see you later on. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and please hit that notification bell.